giving birth, right, is different than being motherhood as a concept. Motherhood is the art of developing children into adults. Motherhood is about doing what is best for the development of children. This is why motherhood is often equated with sacrifice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Salty Pastor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn and grow in your faith. We're here to help you navigate life by giving you the tools, knowledge, and skills to make your own decisions about your life. Our goal on the Salty Pastor is to help you grow your faith. We believe that when you pursue Jesus, you become a person who knows what they believe and why they believe it. Someone who is not gullible, easily swayed, naive, immature, or overly sensitive, but someone who wants to navigate life with strength, Mm -hmm. courage, and confidence. We do this by strengthening you through knowledge and tools. The deeper the knowledge you have, the greater wisdom you possess. Uh, We focus on truth. Is there a truth? Is there a way to know what is true? How does real truth impact you as a person? We focus on that. And finally, we encourage you with support. You are not alone in this journey. You have us. Mm-hmm. Whatever that might mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> We're here 300 episodes, baby. 300 episodes. But there are a lot of other people um, who are also listening to the Salty Pastor who have the same values and who are pursuing the same truth as you. And we want to help you connect to them in this journey called life. And uh, we want that for you. So yes. my name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host. But we cannot do this without the extra Salty Pastor himself, Dr. Douglas Peak. Well, it's so good to be with everybody, and it is really quite amazing when you think about almost 300 episodes, and it's it seems so fresh to me. It's like we're just getting started, but, know. you know, we've but been that's doing... almost 150 hours of us talking, Pastor. Yeah, how many weeks is that? I mean, uh, we've been doing... It'll be almost you know, 150 weeks. 150 we week. weeks. So that's what? We're coming up almost on three years yep. of podcasting. We're just getting started. So well, it's good to be with you, everyone, and I hope that... Uh, everything we're doing is helping you learn and helping you grow and that it's always a fresh new perspective of the most ancient, unchangeable, objective truths that we could ever Mm, imagine. Absolutely. Our series, The Unmodern Family, is all about how we can build strong and healthy families, even Mm. when our society is encouraging us to adopt ideas that weaken our families. Mm -hmm. We talked about needing to make a choice regarding who we will listen to for direction. We delved into how marriage is the foundation of a family and how the polarity between masculinity and femininity is critical to its health and vitality. And finally, we talked about how we should value children and what that actually looks like. On Tuesday, you pointed out there is a difference between mom and motherhood, and I'm excited to dive into application today, Pastor. We we were in the Bible on Tuesday. What is our application? (laughs) Moms and motherhood. Any female can become a mom, you know. I know they call it labor when women gives birth, so it's definitely not an easy thing, right? Right to get pregnant and then give birth, it's not an easy thing. But any female, unless there's some reason, a medical reason or something, you know, can become a mom. Males cannot become moms. Males cannot bear That's a hot children. Take, Pastor, <laughs> that's a pretty hot take, and it's amazing that you have to say it. It just goes to show how fickle and trendy the most popular ideologies are out there. They're just absurdly ridiculous. However, I'd like to point out that it's not just a biological manifestation of femaleness. Motherhood is an even bigger calling than being a mom. Okay. Mm. Um, now I know a lot of kids call their mom, mom, and it's right. in term of affection. That's not what I'm trying to do is say that, that, ter- that, uh, 
that Turn. I must call my mother, mom mother. mother. I'm just differentiating that, you know, being a um, giving birth, right, is different than being motherhood as a concept. Motherhood is the art of developing children into adults. Motherhood is about doing what is best for the development of children. This is why motherhood is often equated with sacrifice, right? Mom sacrificed. In general, men are interested in things and women are interested in people. So motherhood, therefore, seeks to maximize the feminine value of developing children. They are more interested in people and what kind of person you are as a person. Unfortunately, our society denigrates the feminine value uh, except when it's sexual in nature. Isn't this interesting? Because motherhood is denigrated in our society today, right? But the sexual aspect of femaleness is celebrated, mm. okay? So basically, by denigrating motherhood, you are devaluing women to just sex objects. Right. Which is the whole opposite point that feminists originally stated they are but you we know by the fruit you produce and the fruit that these feminist movements have produced is a devaluation of motherhood and so that reduces women to what sex objects and that's it and that's what's so sad and uh people are like oh come on pastor it can't be that bad well Listen to what uh, Linda Gordon, she's an author and winner of the Bancroft Prize, the Guggenheim Fellowship for Humanities in the U.S. and Canada, Los Angeles Times Book Prize for Biography. And this is what she says. The nuclear family must be destroyed. Whatever its ultimate meaning, the breakup of families now is an objectively revolutionary process. The other, another quote by Andrea Dworkin, who's a leading feminist author and professor, says marriage is an institution developed from rape as a practice. Feminist Jill uh, Filipovic criticized stay-at-home moms uh, in a lengthy Twitter thread uh, about a year and a half ago, suggesting that they are unambitious and a bad example for children. So if you want to stay home and raise children and develop children, you are unambitious and a bad example for mm. your kids. Now, in 17, uh, excuse me, 1976, I said 1776, the year of our nation being born. <laughs> but in night, 200 years later, in 1976, the French feminist icon Simone de Bouvier said, "No woman should be authorized to stay home to raise her children. Women should not have that choice because if there is such a choice, too many women will make that one." I want you to just camp out on this quote for a moment and listen to the absolute bigotry, stereotype, and demeaning statement she's making. Number one is women should have fewer choices because if you have the choice, you'll make the wrong one. Mm. What kind of self-righteous prattle is that? I mean, it's, it's ideological stupidity that women can't make good decisions and, and do what's best. Yeah, that's just outrageous. And she is the feminist icon. Mm. You cannot go in any genders department in the United States of America or in Western civilization and not have to study this woman. Mm. Okay. And that's what she says. She says, you shouldn't be authorized. So 
Isn't the whole point of feminism to empower women? Right. Right. But she's saying free them from the, yeah, free them. And I want to control them. I mean, Mm. she's a blatant fascist, you know, I want to, Pose my ideology on people. And this is why I say is that feminism is the most destructive ideology because it does the exact opposite of what it claims. It says it wants to empower you. It wants to disempower you. So it want to give you freedom. No, it doesn't. They say it right here. When you read what they say, they want to limit your choices, right? And you're talking specifically about third wave feminism. Yeah. Well, uh, Bouvier was in second wave Okay. and we're in third wave now, which is just bonkers, bonkers, right? Um, let me keep going on. Uh, Sarah LeMacond, she is the editor-in-chief of the largest magazine in Australia. Okay? We're not talking about some gal and some With a blog. professors <laughs> or a blog. Yeah. You know, some obscure thing. She's the editor-in-chief of Stellar, the most read magazine in all of Australia. And she claims it should be illegal for mothers of school-aged children to stay at home. Listen to what she says. Mothers who choose to mother, yes, that's a verb, are the reason, she says, that Australia continues to languish in the bottom third of the OECD member states when it comes to female employment. So notice what she's saying is that you as a woman have no value as a mother. All the feminine attributes of nurturing and developing and molding and shaping are absolutely irrelevant. What this feminist who is editor-in-chief of Stellar Magazine is saying is that the only value you as a woman has is to go out there and earn money for the man in the workplace, Mm. which basically does what? Pays taxes to the government, and then the government expands and then tries to control your life. It's just insane. Let's keep going. You think I'm just, um, I'm done? Oh, no. (laughs) No, he's on a roll. Extra salty shirts on. Gloria Steinem equated marriage to prostitution. Helen Gurley Brown, editor-in-chief of Cosmopolitan Magazine. Does Cosmopolitan, Cosmo sound familiar? Yes. Guess what? She wrote in her book, Sex and the Single Girl, hard work and sex will set you free as long as you don't have children. Mm. Okay? Look, I I could keep going on and on and on. I mean, there's just quote after quote after quote. They are so prevalent out there. And what's amazing is that, you know, as a female and, and as a male a person who's just living your life every day, you've never heard this. You've never read about it because the media is trying to control what you think. And they don't want you to know what these ideologies really are. And so you send your little freshman girl off to uh, uh, Boise State or U of I or Utah State or maybe, you know, Stanford and all this stuff. And these are the books they read. And this is what they're being told. And this is why your daughter comes back and you're going, who stole my daughter? <laughs> what in the Sam Hill's going on? Well, that's the whole point is the society in which you live. The media is part of the manipulation. They don't want you to know what's really being said and really being taught so that you are oblivious to what's really happening. The hardcore indoctrination of women happens in university. And they want to get your daughters there. If you knew that this is what they were studying in a certain university, would you as a mother let your daughter go there? Of course not. 
And so they intentionally, uh, I believe the term is gaslighting. Could you explain gaslighting to our audience? I mean, gaslighting is basically the principle of trying to convince someone that what you're doing is not what you're doing. You're basically saying, oh, I'm not doing that. You're you're just perceiving it that way. When you're it's really doing it. When you're it. really actually doing that thing. It came yeah. from, I mean, there's a long story. It doesn't matter. Anyways, it's a, uh, it is a term that gets used I think pretty flippantly lately, yes. but it is a thing that does happen. Yeah. So I, I think that's what's happening. The main point is that we live in a society that denigrates motherhood. It doesn't support men, motherhood and is trying to talk as many young women out of motherhood by scaring them, indoctrinating them and undermining motherhood. Yeah. I think that's the hardest thing to hear is that some of the most powerful, strong, amazing women that I've ever met in my life are women who chose to stay home and raise their children. Yes. Even though they could have gone out and been successful in the workplace, they chose to stay home to take care of the children and raise them because they felt like that was a bigger calling, a more important calling than going out and making additional mm -hmm. money for their family, right? Yes. And I hate that women are being shamed who choose to be stay-at-home moms because yes. it's not like they're sitting around the pool drinking Mai Tais while everyone else is quote unquote out working, right? It's not like they're getting the easy spot and it's not like they're right. failing the rest of humanity. They are investing in our future mm -hmm. and they are doing the hard thing, which is I'm going to stay home and be around crazy children all day and still make sure that I am a human being when someone else comes home. And like, those are, that's not an easy task. No, it's, nurturing and, not, and character development well, are extremely you're difficult. Taking primary responsibility for making sure your children turn out okay. Yeah, instead absolutely. of just saying, I'm just gonna have the school figure it out or I'm gonna have the government figure it out. It's like, you're pouring into these kids for 18 years. And it's like, that's not an easy task. And so for, other women to pull other women down and say, well, you're not committed to the cause and you're part of the problem and you should care more about us than you're like, you're basically, you're saying you should care more about us than your children. It's like, what, 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 exactly. what, what does that, that makes no sense. See how it gets crazy. It just yeah. gets so crazy, you know? So why is it important for women, particularly mothers to reject these ideas <laughs> widely supported by most of our society. Because they're crazy. I think that's <laughs> the ideas are crazy. Well, I think that there's a, a real practical reasons for it. You know, first and foremost, I don't know if you are aware of this, but women, when you get pregnant and give birth to children, it's very good for your hearth. According to uh, an OBGYN gynecologist, it's very good for your health. Okay, you said hearth. Hearth, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that word is. I'm sorry, for health. Um, the doctor who says the following is Gersh. Gersh. So I was probably put Prepping those two together. Yeah. in your head. Yeah. Women, listen to what she says. Women who have babies at an older age significantly reduce their risk of developing ovarian cancer. Mm -hmm. So when you have a baby, you reduce, reduce your risk of ovarian cancer and a whole lot of other cancers as well, as a matter of fact. But even if you're older and you haven't had a baby yet, have babies. You know, if you're 38 and you haven't had a baby, get pregnant because it will help you avoid ovarian cancer. This is what the doctors are saying. Uh, she also says this, mothers who breastfeed. Another breastfeeding benefit uh, few women or moms know of is a reduced risk of stroke during your postmenopausal years. So if you breastfeed your children when you have them, guess what happens when you go through menopause in your 50s? You have a less... A risk of stroke 
mm. in your years afterwards. That is really interesting to me. Yeah, I, I mean, that a, causal link. She goes on to say that the longer a woman breastfeeds, the lower her risk. Even breastfeeding one baby for one to six months lowers her risk by almost 20% wow. of getting a stroke after menopause. Um, so it's good for your health, right? It's so interesting to me because feminism in our society has denigrated women, uh, motherhood so much, you know, uh, except for in the sexual arena, right? Mm -hmm. That women are now reduced to sex objects. So many girls are afraid to get pregnant because of what it's going to do to their body. Right. Right. Their so value, quote unquote, is going to go down in the marketplace. You know, I won't be as attractive or wanted or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, first and foremost, get married. Just get married. Number two, have kids. Because what happens is the whole second half of your life, you know, 45 and beyond, which is a long time. Right. <laughs> um, you're going to be so much healthier because you gave birth. Don't be afraid of giving birth. Mm. Now, there's some women who can't give birth. And that's sad, and we have the greatest compassion for that. But if you can, you should, right? Care, have a baby, you know, in the context of being married, okay? Don't, don't take this out of context. context. The second thing is this. When you have babies, right, ladies, guess what? You're more productive. This is really interesting because my daughter went to uh, a, did a residency at the Federal Reserve Bank in St. Louis. Okay. And in 2014, this is before my daughter was there, they did an economic study and they found that mothers and even fathers in the field were both more productive than their childless counterparts. Hmm. So you're a more productive human being at work and at home. Wow. Isn't that interesting? The other thing that they said, this, this is really fa fascinating is they, they researched and found that women, when you get pregnant and give birth, your brain gets bigger. You actually add gray matter to that your brain. Fascinating, actually. Now, what you do with it is up to you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you adorning yourself, as we talked on Tuesday, with you know gentleness and quiet spirit, you know, or do you use it for purely more you know hair and makeup tips? Right. You can do whatever you want. I'm not saying uh, what I'm saying is that the you got more brain power when you have given birth. Something else is it increases your flexibility. It, it loosens your joints. It does, um, uh, it gives you greater flexibility and mobility. And most people are saying, how can you say that? Cause when I'm pregnant, you know, like you know, I, I know many women who are like eight months pregnant, I can't move. I can't sleep. Right. It's so painful, but it's really interesting. Your body was designed to get pregnant and give birth, right? Therefore, when you fulfill that purpose, your body benefits mm. when you fulfill your purpose. It's exactly like this. A male's body, uh, it was built for mass and density. We, Kim and I were talking, my wife were talking the other day and, and she, she made a comment about, you know, women and men. And I go, look, you know, guys, bodies are built for blunt force trauma. And she just thought that was the funniest thing. Right. <laughs> she goes, I go, but it is, it's designed to be hit and whacked and, smashed. I mean, our bones are denser. Our muscle mass is denser. Um, our, th our skulls are thicker. I mean, there is kind of a truth to that. Right. And so what happens to a guy when he doesn't exercise, he doesn't lift, he doesn't do anything physical. 
Is it good for his body or bad for his bad body? Bad for his body. It's bad for his body. He needs to go out and push his body. You know, he's better emotionally. He's better intellectually. He, can, he has more focus. And physically, he's in such better shape. His heart's better shape, you know. His joints and bones are stronger in the exact same way. The female body is designed to do primarily one thing, get pregnant and have children. Now, in this day and age, that is a radical thing to say. But it's the truth, you know. You, the fact that your body's designed to do that, ladies, reminds you once a month. Right. <laughs> until you hit menopause. Yeah. So when you fulfill that purpose, it's good for your body. Right. And I think it's the other thing is, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but we're, you know, I, I don't want to run out of time is that research shows that when you get pregnant and give birth, you have more joy in your life than those who do not. Mm. It's unequivocal research. So these are some of the many benefits of actually fulfilling the, the purpose of your physical body, just like men who work out, right? And they do so much better. When you get pregnant and give birth, you do so much better. Right. Well, talk to me a little bit about the spiritual implications. We've talked about the physical implications of, of pregnancy and having children. What is the spiritual implications of that process in becoming a mother? Well, I think the greatest influence uh, is not only being a mom, but committing yourself to motherhood, right? And this is something that only women can do. And men can't do it. When you commit to motherhood, what I'm talking about is you're committing yourself to developing a gentle and quiet spirit. And on Tuesday, we really defined what that meant. A brief synopsis is that you're developing a confidence in who you are. You know how strong, influential, and powerful you are. Mm. And therefore, now you want to control it. That's meekness or gentleness. Right. And so you have to, the more you operate out of a secure, confident, courageous position, the more gentle you can become. And then you're unflappable with what's happening around you, which is really important when there's chaos, right? Mm, when there's yes. chaos in your car, chaos in your home, and your kids are running around, right? I mean, my mother raised three boys two years apart. Boom, boom, boom. And we were rambunctious. Mm -hmm. And so... My mom figured out a way to get peace in her household quite easily. And that is, is she would say, go outside and don't come back till the sun comes down. <laughs> so they can't cause chaos in the house if they're not in the house. <laughs> yeah. So we would, I was outdoors a lot when I was young, when right. I was little, um, you know, and so the greatest influence is adopting and embracing motherhood, this process of development, right? And operating with a quiet and gentle spirit. And so the, when you have children and you give birth and you become a mother and adopt motherhood, it fills your soul. It fills your soul. Everything you learn, develop as a follower of Christ in your relationship with God is lived out in the everyday interaction with your children. See, I, I tell people before I went to you know, my undergrad got a bachelor's of arts in the Bible. And then I got a master's of arts in education. Then I got my doctorate of ministry, you know, focusing on mm. theology and the best theology course that I ever had was having kids, mm. you know, the best way that I ever understood God 
and felt that I knew God before I had a lot of head knowledge about it, but was having children. Mm. And, and it's the same way for women. Your relationship with God, everything you're learning, everything he's doing in you gets played out in real life in your interactions between you and your children. You start to learn things. It creates a legacy. So not only do, does it fill your soul, you're creating a legacy. What you will be most proud of, the thing that you will bring you the most joy and meaning in your life, particularly the second half of your life, is your children and grandchildren. You are not going to sit around like that woman who said up there that you shouldn't be allowed to stay at home with your kids because, you know, Australia is falling behind on female employment, which basically says the only thing you're good for is a drone to pay more mm. taxes. You know, you're not going to look back and go, Oh, my heart's so full. I paid more taxes than anybody else. Right. You know, uh, I've heard other people say women, you know, I mean, you could be a lawyer in a firm. You're not going to look back on your life and say, I wish I would have written one more brief. You right. know what you're going to do is the thing you're going to care more about anything else is your children and your children's children and their children mm. that you're going to want to know who they are and to see your fingerprints on the decisions they make and how their lives turn out, how God worked through you. That is called a legacy that brings joy and meaning to your life. Uh, the other spiritual implication is it makes it easier to understand God's unconditional love for you as a person, right? And this is what, you know, they say a mother's love, you know, my goodness, it's so powerful. Why? Because a mother can love unconditionally no matter what, but still discipline you and mm. hold you to a higher standard, right. you know. It gives you a perspective that's hard to imagine or yeah. even feed. One of my favorite, what you know, you see all these little short clips on on YouTube and mm -hmm. in uh, these other platforms and stuff. And a couple of years ago, you know, there was a bunch of riots going on during COVID mm -hmm. stuff like that, maybe three years ago now. And my favorite clip of all is there was this young man out there, right? And he was throwing rocks and he had this thing over and this woman walks out, you know, she was big, bold, black and beautiful. And she marches out there and there's this 18, 19 year old young man. And she goes up and she grabs this kid by the ear and starts dragging him home and say, <laughs> you are not doing this. This is not who we are. See this. Guy, and of course this kid is facing cops, you know, right. he's going to take on the cops. Mama knows he's taking on though. the man. He's the toughest kid out there. He's leading the charge and his mom shows up and he becomes a whimpering pile of yep. yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. Ma she drags him off. And I'm saying a mom can understand how to love unconditionally and still discipline and hold the standard. Right. Mm. And that's how you, Oh, God loves me unconditionally. Right. Yes. But he holds me to a standard because he loves me, mm. you know, and, and you understand that another spiritually significant thing that happens when you become a mother and you commit yourself to motherhood is it encourages you to value your feminine persona. The world is denigrating you and telling you that the only value you have is when you act like a guy, mm. which is ridiculous. When you become a mother and commit yourself to motherhood, you are encouraging your feminine persona to walk fully in the image of God that you have been created as a female. It specifically says in the scriptures that God created them male and female in his image. Mm. Chapter one of Genesis. 
I believe what exhausts women today is when they try to be both the feminine persona in the lives of their family and the masculine persona as well, Mm. you know? And I think that really will wear you out. So the spiritual implication is it fills your soul. It creates a legacy. It's easier to understand God's love in your life. And it encourages you, encourages you to walk in the fullness of what it means to be a female. Absolutely. Well, this has been such an amazing series to learn how to grow a strong and healthy family. And it amazes me how much our society is actually fighting that. They want you to have a weak uh, a weak, unhealthy family because it benefits them, right? They have an agenda that they're trying to push and that's the best way yeah. to get there, right? And they're robbing so many people of the greatest happiness, joy, and fulfillment that they could ever yeah, know. they could ever know. So, well, this is why I think it's important to choose who you listen to. When you really think about it, who is going to tell you who you're supposed to be? Mm. That, that's one of the most important questions because who you listen to forms your belief about yourself. Right. And what you believe is one of the most important things about you. So who are you going to listen to? And sadly enough, very few people listen to God anymore. Yeah. Right. And uh, I'd like to just point out that in our society today, even within Christianity, is that most people are saying, well, it's because of the church. You know, the church isn't, you know, hip enough or communicates well enough or or is fancy enough. Or, or too rigid on or, things. Or maybe it's too strict or too archaic or whatever. In other words, they put all the blame on the church. And nobody puts the blame where it belongs. It belongs on Satan and it belongs on these ideologies that are driven. And almost every ideology that we talk about, deconstructionism, postmodernism, feminism, socialism, communism, every one of these ideologies are about political power Mm. and they are driven by cultural Marxism. Mm. And so that's why it's important to understand who you're listening to is because who you're listening to does not have your best interest in mind. So listen to God because he delivers on his promise every time. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Pastor, so much for guiding us through this series. I'm excited to hear what Pastor Steve has to say. He's actually preaching this Sunday for Mother's Day. And I, Go Steve. I've, I've gotten a preview of some of the stuff he's going to do, and I think it's going to be a really powerful message. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And I'm so excited that you guys join us each and every week as we start heading towards our 300th episode. It's been a long journey, and we are not anywhere close to being done. So <laughs> strap in because we're keeping yeah. going here on the Salty Pastor Podcast. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week here on the Salty Pastor Podcast. Blessings.